You know, I don't even know where or how to begin. This is going to be all over the place. Um, wow. I can't believe I can speak. I am currently in my bed. I have a heating pad wrapped around my neck. Um, wow. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's buckle in for a good one here. I don't know if it's going to be a good one. <laughs> I just need to get a lot out of my thought process. And this is how I do it. I could never feel, and I've explained this before, I could never feel where my pain was coming from. And it's very important that I emphasize what what kind of brought this all on was I was looking at the listenership of of the analytics, I guess, of who's, you know, listening to this podcast. And it's incredible to me that Someone in the Philippines, Germany, uh, I've said it before, the Netherlands, United States, UK, Canada. I'm like, wow, this is so cool to me. And I thank you so much for listening. And I hope that I am doing some good and I hope I'm helping in some way. Um, but it's a shock to me that that people are listening and, and I want to help. Now, the age demographic, I... I tell you, we are smoking hot in the 45 to 59 range. I tell you, that's my demographic. And women, we're at like 59%. Uh, one, I think, is listed as non-specific, 1%. And then 39% male. And then it teeters back and forth. 40% male. It, it just it goes back and forth. But... I see that it's women, and I'm impressed that we have a good group of men listening as well. But my other age demographic that scores high is the 22 to 29 range, and now the 30 to 39 and the 40, I'm starting to get some listeners in that area. Now, my reasoning for starting this was because I needed an outlet. I needed to be able to speak. Uh, having my voice taken away, being a disc jockey, not being able to go, go to work just crushed me, absolutely crushed me. And to get my voice back, I felt like there could be a reason. And when I spoke with someone um, that is making money from this process of fascial remodeling and and asked about a referral, um I was just kind of turned away and said, oh, you'll be a change agent. So I guess that was their way of saying, <laughs> well, you, you know, I'm not going to give you, you know, $25 or $10 for every person you send to me. And, and that wasn't my purpose, but I realized I'm not making money this way. So I just want to help and maybe educate. It is very important that I emphasize, yes, I was sick maybe mentally, and I'm not joking, uh, and I'm not putting light on, on mental uh, health issues because Lord knows they, they are prominent in my family. Uh, but I was never a sickly person. And when I said something one time, I actually did a post. This is why I never cared much for Facebook. I did a post because I was concerned about my son 
and someone accused me of gaslighting my son. Needless to say, that person's no longer in the group. They uh, were very wrong, and I'm going off on another tangent, but the bottom line is my family was full of depression, and my mother would take to the bed because yet another man didn't fulfill what she needed in her life. My uncle would take to the bed because he just couldn't, couldn't. My grandmother, um, well, she didn't bathe for many years, didn't brush teeth, didn't do anything, um, fell asleep on the toilet. I may be sharing too much information with you. I'm just trying to tell you this is the family that I came from. My grandmother, I mean, Thanksgiving was spent with her eating her meal on the toilet. She'd be there for 11 hours just sitting on the toilet. And that's how you got to speak with my grandmother. My mother told me that I came from a side, on her side, of depressive people or, or people with depression. And that my father that she divorced from was an asshole as far as she was concerned, excuse my language, and that I needed to have that side of my family in me more and I needed to fight and I could not be depressed like they were. And now when I go back and look at it, I wonder what would have happened if my grandmother had gotten help? What if my mother had gotten help? My uncle, he's now passed. Uh, my grandmother has passed. I, 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 I only know about my uncle for sure. My family, uh, three days after my son was born, I have had nothing to do with my family. I needed to protect my son, and that's a story for another day. But I share this with you because I'm an open book. And I want you to know that I come forth with my words with sincerity. Um, it, it does. It makes me sad to think, and if you hear somebody yelling in the background, it's my son. He's gaming, quite an active gamer, but I was not allowed to show depression. I was not allowed to not go to work. I was not allowed to be down. And so that was the mentality I had. And then being a disc jockey, it didn't matter if you had a fight with your husband five minutes before you went on the air. Nobody at six o'clock in the morning cares. They just want you to wake them up. So my life has been spent, I guess you could say faking it. Yeah, maybe that's it, faking it. And <laughs> I was popular in bed. No, I kid, I kid. <laughs> <laughs> but not being allowed to show depression, not being allowed to show illness, that was how I was raised. So when I found out about this condition, um, I started trying to read more about it. But for me, this condition, HEDS, didn't affect me until after I gave birth. Now, when I go back and look at everything, yes, I had the heavy menstrual cycles, endometriosis, 
uh, the posture issues. I had all of these symptoms, yes, but nothing that I couldn't get through. The truck ran over my foot. I went and taught aerobics that evening. Nothing got me down. I always pushed through. That was me. I do not tolerate people, at the time did not tolerate people well, that could not keep up. I mean, I just took on their their duties and did it even more. That is why I did my, my episode the other day about being a bitch, <laughs> because I have to realize that just because my husband is sitting there, maybe watching a television show, eating a sandwich, doesn't mean he's a lazy man. It just means, you know, he's taking a break. Something that I didn't grow up being allowed to do. And I'm not blaming how I was raised because I think it made me the person that I am. And and that's cool. Whether you like me or not, it's who I am. Um, and I... I just, this illness is new to me because it didn't take me down until it physically took me down. I could put my legs behind my head. I had all of these problems, but heavy periods, big deal. Uh, Endometriosis pain, big deal. Work through it. Uh, Depression, I'm not depressed. Get on with it fake it, I'll be fine, and then everything will just roll right into a merry day. And that is how I lived my life. Well, in 2021, my body could take no more, and my body just stopped. And now when I hear individuals talk about brain fog and being overwhelmed and uh, things like that, I'm like, oh gosh, let's not focus on it. Let's just get through it. I'm like, I would give anything just to be tired. I could handle that. But there is so much more to it than that. And I have a problem with things, you know, like chronic fatigue syndrome and and things like that. My mother-in-law has what I call convenient chronic fatigue syndrome. She was unable to go get her medication. She couldn't get out of bed. But when I was offering to help her. I went down, got her medication, started cleaning her toilet, and all of a sudden she was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed having a conversation following me around her house as I was cleaning it. And so I just was like, okay, you're like my family. It's for convenient purposes. By the way, my grandmother used to pray for the cleaning people not to show up because she just wasn't up to having the cleaners come to her home. So again, that's what I grew up watching. So in my adulthood, I didn't allow uh, excuses, I guess, to come into my way. It was going to be done. <laughs> it, it just If it wasn't cut, broken, uh, if it wasn't an obvious illness, it didn't happen. That was just my thought process. So Witnessing the individuals that had, which I'm sure were legitimate illnesses, allow them to interfere with their day in such a way that it got better when others did their activities for them kind of bothered me. 
so when I got this illness, I had never had the effects that most people that I'm learning about do with HEDS. And that is the the fatigue, the the body. I, I had subluxations. I just didn't know it. I kept going. I, I just didn't know. Things would wiggle themselves back in. I didn't know what was happening to my body. But my son, when I started realizing that his pelvis was subluxed and we needed to do something, and when he came to me, and again, I do not want to share things about my son that are personal for him because that's for him. That's that's not for me to divulge. But I noticed that he was wonderful enough to come, and, and I'm grateful that he feels close enough to me, I guess, to share with me how he feels. And it kills me because I couldn't do that to my mother. I wasn't allowed to have those feelings. And that was cool because I figured it helped me skirt through everything until I couldn't (laughs) anymore. But the fact that my son came to me and had any pain that I couldn't fix with a Band-Aid killed me. And I, I didn't know what to do. And I realized how much this illness affects people differently. And when my body stopped in 2021, I hadn't slowly progressed. Yes, I had the neuropathy, the seizures, the you know, all of these things, but I wasn't overwhelmed with chronic fatigue. I wasn't overwhelmed with, you know, I I just attributed to being overwhelmed or or brain fog to just get your head out of your ass, Christy. That's kind of the way I do it. There's notes everywhere that I've written. Get your head out of your ass. Get your to-dos done, girl. What's your problem? And it's not that easy. And so when my illness hit me, I went from being... 100% constantly on the go, never stopping to being stopped. And that is why I'm hoping that this podcast will get into the hands of young ladies before they have their children, before they go through pregnancy, because I have H-E-D-S, but it didn't present itself in a manner that took away my bodily functions until after I gave birth. And, And that is why I am hoping that the individuals that are 45 to 59 that are, that are my major listeners and that's so cool. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I sincerely appreciate it. It just means so much to me. Um, and I'm going, um, that's not what we're supposed to do, but I'm, I'm kind of at a loss because I'm just kind of riffing here. And I, and that's what I do every time. But today it just kind of got me because this has been a hard week and it's, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I'm embarrassed almost to admit that I've been taken down, 
but I'm okay with it too because I want to help someone. And hey, if I can make money at it somehow, please educate me. <laughs> uh, I can refer you to somebody and they'll help you and they'll make money. And I can uh, refer you to somebody else and they'll help you and they'll make money. But somehow I'm out of that loop there. But uh, that's a story for another day. But it's important to remember that I was affected with HEDS my whole life, but with symptoms that didn't derail me. They didn't take me out of life. I was able to get through them until my body just physically was in such a traumatic state, it stopped. Now, when, like I said, I've got a heating pad around my neck because it's spasming, spasming. I had to make sure I looked that up so I said it properly. It's spasming. And yeah, spasming. So uh, what has happened is I have some fascial adhesions in my neck. I've been working on getting them out. And <clears throat> it you can kind of, <laughs> it, it's irritating. And, and the thing is, I couldn't tell you before because my entire body was full of fascial adhesions. But right now, the super cool thing is that I can feel feel it. I was trying to do some neck exercises. I know to be very cautious with that, but when my lymphatic system went haywire the other day uh, and things were leaving my body out of every hole available, uh, I think something popped in my neck and I have had to kind of go back into my neck collar a little bit. But what's happening is my neck, no matter whether I'm lying down flat, putting myself in proper posture, even with the neck collar, the surgical neck collar, that's hard plastic. You know which one I'm talking about. I can feel my neck pulling forward. It's as if my chin it's it's like it's like the exorcist or whatever. It's like it's pulling forward and I can feel it. And so nobody in my family wants to grab my neck and push it down. Uh, my husband will put his hand on my back and the hand on my and a hand on my chest to kind of push in to give me that feeling uh, that you can't get with with having the kinesthesia and you can't feel where your body is, you know, in space. It it helps give me the security that okay, I can take a deep breath because I can feel his hands on the front of my chest and on the back, but I have to push my neck in so I can get full air. And I'm struggling trying to keep this up, which has made it difficult for me to stand up, do anything, walk. It's kind of hard to do with a heating pad around your neck, but it's the only way I can get my neck to relax. And you don't want to take Xanax because that makes you even more tired and you're already tired. These are all things that I am not used to experiencing because I never had these problems. And there's a young lady that um, I met via a Facebook group that she's 17 years old. She's a sweetheart and I don't want to give out her name. Uh, until she gives me permission, but she will be on the podcast at some point because it fascinates me 
that she is such an accomplished young woman and she's living with this illness. I can't imagine being in a wheelchair at 17 because you're having problems with walking. I understand it now for me at 52, almost 53, but I can't imagine it. And my son being 14, living with this disease, I am seeing things in him that I was not allowed to show when I was younger. And by gosh, by golly, my son is allowed to show every damn thing he wants to to me because he is not going to end up in this position. I will be daggone darned if my son is going to ever have to suffer the way I did because of me. Yet another reason why I'm doing this in hopes that I will say something to you that as I've said before, it's a water cooler moment. That's what a disc jockey dreams of. They want to say something to somebody that when they hear it, when they're on their way to work and they hear a disc jockey say something, it becomes a water cooler moment. And that means when you're standing at the water cooler around work, now we work remotely so much, I, I don't know, but uh, you know, you're at the water cooler and you're like, hey, did you hear what, what Christy Lynn said on the air this morning? Oh my gosh, you know, something like that. So I'm hoping that I have said something here throughout my, what is this, the 62nd, 63rd episode, I am hoping that I have shared something with you that will be a, a water cooler moment that'll make you want to have that conversation with your doctor, with another friend, with someone maybe you know that's suffering with this illness or just suffering because they're in pain. As I've said, AWOL Zebra is just that, AWOL, at a loss. Zebra, because I guess that's what I'm supposed to be because that's what people with H-E-D-S are. And uh, it's, it, it's just about anything and everything to do with a lot of everything. And we're not always going to have an episode about fascia. We're not always going to be talking fascia. It's going to be also how to learn to live better with this illness. Now, I got sick lymphatically Wednesday. Thursday, I went in and had that incredible moment where Mary Jane was like, I think you'd be a good instructor for Pilates and I want to train you uh, to being bedridden, but not because of pain. It's pure exhaustion. Never in my entire life. And it's not so much pure exhaustion of the fact that I don't know if this happens to you. And I would love to know. I would love for you to share this with me. If you can contact me, uh, I mean, Facebook, uh, you can message me. I have people do that. Apparently, there's ways you can leave comments with this. And if you've subscribed, I mean, I would greatly appreciate it. It doesn't cost you anything. Uh, I just, it's nice to know that someone's listening and if I can help you in any way, or if I've helped you, or if I've made you laugh or anything, hey, super cool, please just let me know. Because I, I'm not going to lie, if I could make money doing this, I would love to. Because no person in this position wants to be forced on disability, long-term disability. No one wants to be forced to no longer do the job they want to do. 
And if I could make money doing this, whether I'm able to stand up one day or if I have to do it from my bed, if I could do it and contribute to my family financially, I would love to. And I am sure there are many others that have this illness and would love to as well. But as I was saying, this illness is now coming to me in a whole new different light because I was diagnosed with HEDS when my body physically gave out. Now I am learning all of the new things that come with it. Now, sadly, I don't get just, I don't get exhausted. I get exhausted, but I'm like, I can push through that. Sure, I can. But my body says, no, you can't. My body actually stops. Does that happen to you? And and what I mean by stop, my left side just, it stops. Uh, when it starts to spasm, Lord help you if you're beside me on the left, because you're going to get hit. <laughs> my husband, we were coming home. Oh, I have to laugh, right? My husband, we were coming home when, when this was at its worst uh, in, yeah, last year, and it was in June. It was June 7th, 2022. I remember dates, which is horrible when you're in an argument with me. And we were coming home, and he said something, and it, it the stress, I understand how stress can make it worse, but stress was making it worse, and his driving was driving me nuts. And all of a sudden, my left hand just started hitting him. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't stop it. And there it goes, and it's just boom, boom, boom. And it was horrible. And it was spasming. And some of that can be released with fascial adhesion. So I want you to stay tuned because I am working on my neck myself, but it's hard to do on your own. And I'm going to see my fasciologist uh, because I can feel these adhesions in my neck. And they are they are strangling my muscles. It's not as bad as it was before. But I can tell that there is something going wrong up in my upper body. And I know there's more in my neck. She felt it, but she could only do so much in one day. And and that was before we, we took a week off uh, last week. So I've gone a week without seeing her. But I started losing the use of my arms yesterday. Now, I had done that before in 2021 when I first started, when I was first introduced to fascial remodeling, and it was from adhesions in my upper body. So I know that there are some more adhesions, and I just believe, I, I know it's all mind ever matter. That's what I keep telling myself, but it's it's not always possible. But I know that there is still some adhesions that are affecting my ability to use my hands. I was working on my son's birthday list last night and I was losing the use of my arms. So I know there are more fascial adhesions and I know that getting up and doing the Pilates the exercise will produce endorphins and will give me that energy. I've got to make myself be able to get up and do that. But it's really hard when it's not just fatigue. My body actually just goes limp on the left side. 
And I need to know, does this happen to you? Does this happen to anyone else? I need to figure out how to combat this. And then when I figure it out and we share it, we'll figure out how we can all make money. It's like, you know, if I give you the winning lottery numbers, maybe uh, we can share the money. Uh, I always tell my my math specialist and my fashionologist because they always talk about writing a book because for some reason, everything about me is so unique and they've never run across it before. I'm like, you know, remember me. <laughs> Put me let me write the forward. And, and uh, again, not to harp on money, but who with this illness doesn't? Who doesn't struggle and worry about where the next paycheck is going to come from when you can't figure out how to get out of bed? And it's not your fault. So I am fighting and I am learning with you. And that is why we have the, well, we don't have the Facebook group because uh, I, I, I wanted to. I didn't know else how to connect with anybody. And uh, I'm so grateful that I did because I've met so many wonderful people. But I do have a separate Facebook group that is specifically for HEDS and HSD that's uh, over 8,000 people. And then our fascinating AWOL Zebra group is, we're at over, we're at over 200 now. So it's thrilling. Uh, but we can connect through there. We can learn through there. And as I say on that group page, I am learning and sharing it with you as I go along. And I plan on figuring this out, dadgummit. I know there are fascial adhesions in my neck that are preventing me from being able to be at my full potential. And I know that as I've been speaking during this episode, I feel like, wow, my energy, just the fact of knowing that I am sharing this with you, I feel energized. I feel great. And I I couldn't have done it if I didn't just say, I've got to get up and do this. Now, granted, I'm in bed and I've got a heating pad around my neck, but I sound a heck of a lot better than I think I did when I started a few minutes ago. And I feel like I'm ready to tackle that paperwork and the overwhelmness stuff. I'll figure this out. I'll work on it. But I know that there are other people out there struggling with it, too. And it kills me that this has been affecting you for so much longer than I knew it was ever affecting me. And getting back to why I hope you share this with individuals that are, you know, in their childbearing years or, you know, before they consider having children. I'm not saying don't have children. I'm just saying if I had known about all of this, I would have started fascial remodeling immediately after I gave birth because my pelvis just gradually kept going out of its proper position as the weight came off. I mean, I lost, I gained 56 pounds during the pregnancy. I lost 35 the day I gave birth. And that weight change 
affected how my pelvis was in already. And it was already tilted. And the, can you imagine my GYN at 14 tried to say, uh, was it 14, 14, 17, you know, that, uh, you know, you have issues. Perhaps you were sexually traumatized as a youth. They tried to tell me that painful intercourse was because I was sexually abused as a child. Then I got the apology because he did the examination and realized I had a tilted uterus. So now that I've told the world, well, Philippines, Germany, Canada, UK, the Netherlands, and the US, that I had started having sex at a very early age. Well, this is just great. Can't wait for my son to hear this. I share my I share everything with my son, but uh, still, no one needed to know all of this. But yes, all of these things that I had were precursors to what I now have been diagnosed with. And to know that there could have been preventive or preventative, I don't know. I I used to interview these people and I'm so confused now. It's preventative maintenance, preventive maintenance. I hear it differently everywhere. Uh, But if I had just known dadgummit, I could have taken care of this after I had given birth. That's why I hope our listenership grows to... uh, even double-digit numbers, because we're at 9% now with the uh, 18 to 29-year-olds, which is super cool. And then we're like at 1% with the 30, you know, 30 and 40 and, and 60. But like I said, the 88% part is like 45 to 59. Super, super cool. But had I known all about this prior to my pregnancy, I could have managed this better and not gotten to this point. Yet another reason why I am sharing this. If I was uh, giving out reasons, uh, and I like, for this reason, I'm doing this podcast. This reason I'm doing a podcast. I've run out of fingers. Now I'm on to toes. There are so many reasons. And yes, if I can make money, yay. But at the moment, all I can do is try to share if you want to call it wisdom <laughs> or or my 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 learning experiences if i could share them with you and you can help someone else if not yourself super duper cool and uh i guess i've spoken long enough my goodness i don't even know how long i've just been uh having a conversation with you and i hope you've listen to the very end. I wish I could say, woo, you won a prize. It was worth waiting for. But uh, I'm just grateful that you've taken the time to listen to me this amount of time. (laughs) If you stayed with me during this time, I appreciate those that come back every episode. Uh, Like I said, there are analytics that come out and I can see the minute I post an episode, how long before somebody takes to listen to it and that's super awesome to me I mean I still have my very first ratings that came out when I was in radio 
that showed the demographics and the people listening to me. I still have them framed in my office downstairs. That's not my husband's office, but that's a big deal. And, and that means a lot to me. And I thank you. And if you can share this with anyone and they can learn from it, if you can learn from it, uh, if you want to join our private group, if you're not already there, please feel free to do so. Invite other people. Uh, thank you. We need to spread the word. We need to educate. And I am now going to see if now, now write this down. I honestly believe that the fascial adhesions that are in my neck are stopping me from being able to use my arms properly, to hold my neck in proper position, and to continue. And as we'll find out, hopefully, after I see my fasciologist, if I can't get it out sooner... Ah, my son evidently just got something good going on in the game, if you just heard him. <laughs> but um, I want to see if by releasing these adhesions, it doesn't help me. I am going to combat this fatigue. I am going to do all I can to fight against it. And what I learn, I will pass on to you. And if you know tricks please share them with me. I would truly appreciate it if you would contact me and give me your ideas. If there's something that you've done and maybe you'd like to be interviewed, be a part of this, I would love for you to. Please feel free to contact me. If you want to uh, send me a message and just go, hey, you're full of crap. And I just listened to you to hear you make a total idiot of yourself. That's cool. Let me know. I just want to hear from you. It's been a pleasure. I hope I've given you that water cooler moment. I am learning, as I said, from this young lady, uh, this 17-year-old young lady, what it's like to be living with the part of the illness that I am now trying to learn to manage at such a young age. And I hope that it helps me be a better mother for my son. And I want to help other people, but my main focus is my baby boy. My oof, my over six, I know he's gotta be over six foot three. We'll find out when we measure him on his birthday next week, the 15th. But my baby boy, that's who I want to help. But if I can help you, that's awesome. And I would, that's, that's just great. And if I can make money, all the better. Perhaps we can go into business. We could do something together. I don't know. We shall see. But this has been awesome. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a lovely, lovely day. And uh, wow, I feel better. I feel like I'm ready to tackle that paperwork. And I know that there are these adhesions in my neck that we are going to get out and it's going to make me feel better. And I want to know, have you felt around your body at all? Do you feel any adhesions? You let me know. I'm Christy Lynn Hanchi. 
Thank you for listening to AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.